0: Okay, in five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 12. I present to you the legend, Daryl Collymore, coming out from Charleston, South Carolina. How's it going, Daryl?
1: Man, I'm blessed, man. It's How was your trip? <sighs> the trip was uh, long, but you know, what I used to do, I used to drive straight up as you knew. But now, you know, I just break it up. So I stop in Virginia every single time. We well, got some
0: homies out there, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I stop in Virginia and then, you know, get like a night's rest and then I make the rest of the way up. But, but I got to say, though, as much as I do love and miss New York, I don't miss that damn traffic.
0: Well, dude, you just, you came across the Verrazano Bridge, which takes you through Staten Island. And that's a $15 toll. How'd that sit with you?
1: Uh, Yeah, you know, um, uh, didn't sell me pretty well, to be honest. I uh, I took out sixty bucks, and I pretty much used all sixty bucks <laughs> on fucking tolls.
0: Yeah, and that's the drive up from the south, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah. let's uh let's jump into the meat of this. Daryl, you're currently pursuing your your doctorate or your master's? Masters. Your master's degree in psychology.
1: Uh, family therapy.
0: Family therapy. Yeah. Is that you? Well, you got your bachelor's in psych. Yep. Okay, and now you're pursuing your master's for family therapy. So what? kind of drove you towards that and where do you what do you see yourself doing with that like what what, what's your passion for it
1: so i mean this goes way back i'd say like middle school so when i was like in maybe sixth seventh grade uh my brother was like in 11th grade whatever it was he had a psychology book so what i used to do just for fun i would just like read it
0: i was gonna move the mic a little closer to you all right, so
1: what I used to do, I would just read it from like, time to time mm-hmm. just for like the hell of it. And then ever since then, like I've been interested in psychology. So like when I got into high school, probably like 11th grade or so, like I would just uh, go into psychology like real heavy. And then, you know, when I got into college, uh, freshman year, you know, I studied biology and I studied for that, for, like maybe a year and a half, almost two years. But psych was always my second choice. So. You know, when things didn't fall through with biology, I switched over to psych. So, with that being said, I mean, I pretty much fell in love with it. And most of my family, we come from like a psychology, criminal justice kind of like background and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I was able to pursue that with no issues. and. You know, I feel like I got gypped out of uh, the psychology honor society, but it's all right, you know. I got my degree, so whatever. Do
0: you still hold that grudge all these years later? Does that keep you up at night, Daryl?
1: You know, kind of, because I actually got gypped out of Dean's List twice. I should have gotten Dean's List twice in college, but it's okay.
0: Okay, we'll let it go. We'll let yeah, it go. We're going to yeah. move on. Yeah,
1: but uh, to, go, to go on what I was saying, actually, about um, pursuing my master's, so, um, you know, for the people who don't know, you know, uh, my mother had passed when I was six. Um, and then my parents just recently passed away. My father and my stepmother have passed away, um, you know, early last year. So, like, with all that being said, like, you know, studying family therapy, I think family is always important to me, at least. You know, home is where the heart is and stuff like that keeps you grounded. Um, and then, like, when I was trying to search for, like, what should I do with, like, a psych degree? Well, it's hard to get a job. So I had no choice but to get a master's. Um, so I looked into family therapy. So, I just started looking at various schools, uh, ones that were accredited, of course, and I found North Central University, which is located in California. And you know, I spoke to the advisor, whoever. And I wanted to make sure now that this was no joke because this is this was gonna be the first time doing a curriculum, a whole curriculum online, like.
0: Yeah, that's a new trend lately. As a lot of people I know are pursuing their master's degrees. Online, and mm-hmm. I definitely understand the hesitation yeah. with pursuing a degree online. Yeah. But how's that gone for you so far?
1: Oh, I mean, I'd say it's gone great. I mean, of course, now bad habits die hard because I'm a huge procrastinator, <laughs> and I I am I I'm a huge procrastinator. Um, I mean, and like even with grad school, I had to repeat like one class like twice mm-hmm. just because of everything that I've been through, um, uh, within the past year, with my parents have passed. Um, so. Uh, with that, I mean, it's gone well though, because it's actually helped me out being a lot more flexible with my schedule. Um, I wouldn't have been able to go on on, like many vacations and stuff if I had to do brick and mortar. Right. So, and I also spoke with my parents before I even made that decision of doing online. They just told me as long as it's accredited. You're good. Yeah. Pretty much it. So, um, and you know, I'm always into helping people out too. Like, um, when I went for biology, uh, you know, I just, I don't know, some part of me was just like, you know what, I feel like, and I went, I wanted to become a doctor for people out there who didn't know. Um, I just felt like, you know, giving people drugs, like pharmaceuticals, that nature, I just, something just didn't feel right with me. I feel like, why don't we just talk this out first? You can feel that in your gut, huh? Yeah, like, yeah. why don't we do something else besides just giving you a whole bunch of, like, pharmaceutical drugs, you know what I mean? So, so that's,
0: that's pretty funny is you started like pursuing biology, but then you jumped into cy- into um, psychology mm-hmm. to almost create the antidote so people wouldn't need like pills and right. things that concerned your bio major. Right. So it's kind of like you were, you studied biology, but you didn't feel like that was the answer for the problems you were trying to solve. Right. You felt like, cy- you know, psychology was a better mm-hmm. suit for that. Well, I'll say this. Um, I think family therapy works out perfectly for you personally, because mm. I, I'm... I'm a blessed human being, and I'm fortunate enough that I can sit here today and tell you I haven't lost either one of my parents. Mm-hmm. You're coming from a place where you've lost three. Mm-hmm. You know, you lost your mother, you lost, you lost your stepmother, and your father, which tells me that as much as I love my family and understand the importance of family, I think there are a few people in the world who actually understand the importance of family like you do. Mm-hmm. You know, because you've seen it beginning to end. At least with the home you grew up in, you've seen it beginning to end. you still got your brother who, mm-hmm. An- Anthony, lives in Westchester uh where does he live now now
1: he lives with a girlfriend i think i think they live in mount vernon but if they hear about this hopefully i quote it the right i think they live in mount vernon but uh yeah if, anthony if you're listening please don't kill me but <laughs> but,
0: but but yeah man i mean that, that's kind of what i'm getting at is yeah. like you know if i was in family therapy and i knew your background yeah. i'd know you meant serious business yeah you know i'd know that for you to pursue something like family therapy would mean that you really know the importance of Maintaining a family, having a harmonious family, which mm-hmm. it seems like you had a very harmonious relationship with all, you know, all yeah. three parents while they were around. Yeah. So I definitely think the the track you're on makes sense for Daryl Collymore.
1: Right. And to touch on that, I mean, like, I've been blessed to have a father, an African-American father by that standpoint, who's always been there for me. Because, you know, as you hear, you know, a lot of African-American fathers are either dead or in jail. Mm-hmm. or they ran yeah exactly you know? or they yeah. Ran. My, my father has always been there for me and my brother and you know for the whole family pretty much He's always been a loving and caring man bro
0: he was a gentleman to me in the few times he met yeah, me you exactly. know yeah so, no he was an upstanding man 100 yeah. percent.
1: and this was a this was a guy who grew up in the hood Uh, oh,
0: where'd where he grow up
1: harlem harlem oh yeah the, the hood yeah okay. like both gotcha. him and my mother you know they were born and raised in harlem so by the time i was two years old they said, you know, that's it. We're going to move out of here. So, yeah. And they
0: made it happen. Mm-hmm. And they did it for you guys. It was, yeah. It's very noble. You know, unfortunately, their lives were cut short. Mm-hmm. But, man, did they do a great job with you and Anthony. But yeah, I they appreciate re- it. They re- you guys live on through them. I mean, you guys literally are them. You carry their DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still alive in you. And you guys are going to carry that family torch really well.
1: Yeah. Man. You know? Yeah. So I just you know, I just tell people you know, yo, my brother's don't want the one with the girlfriend, so don't look at me, you know, as far yeah, as like, Yeah, the legacy. Yeah, That's yeah, not that, your job, yeah. yeah exactly. Don't look at me guys, like it you know, look at my brother, so yeah.
0: But but what speed you got how how are the ladies in Charleston treating you, Daryl? How are, are you, they? How you are know? the Southern Bales? <laughs> they doing okay?
1: Yeah, you know, they're 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 there, you know, I mean <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're there, man, you know, but nah in all seriousness in all seriousness it's good, it's, it's good. good. Yeah, it's good. B
0: B plus A minus. What, what, what what's the letter grade?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely think yeah. oh, oh, That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Is that
0: enough for dean's list? Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> man, that damn dean says. Oh man, you know, shoot, that that was a case. Shoot, yeah, better be enough. But uh, yeah, man, now nah, they're good though, man. So um, yeah, they're they're good, they're good. yeah yeah they're good well i'm happy they're treating you well
0: and i'm happy you're back up here in new york um we're gonna have a great time but before we move forward there's something i wanted to ask you about so for those of you that don't know uh daryl and i actually met in the orientation of our college mount saint mary college Mm -hmm. up in uh, newburgh new york Mm -hmm. murder capital new york holla Mm -hmm. um (laughs) And uh, we'd pr- we pretty much linked up right away, yeah. and we were friends. Um, I think we both gathered that the two of us just like to goof around and laugh at silly shit, mm-hmm. uh, which worked out well for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say? And you, if you can share it, because I'm sure we're going to have a lot of people that went to college with us that are listening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What would you say is – I'll give you two questions. You can answer either both or just one. What would you say is your most embarrassing moment? In college, where we met, and what would you say is your fondest or most favorite memory from college? And uh, shout out to uh, everybody from MSMC that's listening. Appreciate you.
1: Uh, let's see, embarrassing moment. I can. I don't know if this would be the most embarrassing, but I can say probably one of the most embarrassing ones was uh, that time uh, sophomore year when we were all out in the back, in the back or whatever, and you know I'm not gonna put that person you use
0: you, you stage names, you stage names.
1: Uh let's see. Uh Melanie, you know, uh, Melanie. Okay. Yeah, you know, they were uh yelling at me saying "Hey, you know, uh come inside or whatever." And guys, you know, I had a little I had maybe one or two too many drinks. Oh, wait,
0: wait, 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 this is the night where steve and I are jamming in the in yeah. the back of CC21. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: So um yeah, from what I remember, uh you know, well from what you guys actually told me though, know, Melanie was saying, hey Daryl, come inside with her, blah blah blah. And for You know
0: what? They need some backstory. Daryl had it <laughs> Daryl had his fucking eyes on
1: Melanie for
0: months. <laughs> for months. Okay, you're underselling this whole damn thing. You're sitting there. It's like two o'clock in the morning. We're on campus. Daryl's sitting on a bench with his headphones in, and Melanie opens the door and is screaming at you Daryl, come inside. Come here, Daryl. And, and what did you do? I, I hope you were listening to something good. Because the rest of us froze, looked at you, and we couldn't tell if you were playing hard to
1: get. We couldn't tell you if know, you
0: were... Like, what was...
1: You know what? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I really... I try to, like, block that out of my head because I, I want to say it's not true. But for me...
0: Oh, it's true, baby.
1: Yeah, see, well, from what you guys keep telling me, it's true. And I'm just, like, so... I'm so disappointed in myself because I could have... Yeah, Melanie was a sweetheart among other things. mm Hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, she had um uh, You know, had a. Uh, you know, that boyfriend.
0: The gay guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was gay, Daryl. It's not her boyfriend. Stop making excuses. Oh no, man! I. I How he, many times is it going to take for that guy to dress up as a woman for you to accept I, that he's gay? <laughs>
1: like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, you're right. You know, the, you know, the, the pajamas, the. Well, you said the pajamas, the what else, the slippers or something? It's
0: just, it's just, it's your your
1: <laughs> your rebuttal to to
0: that was that man is not gay. He shook my hand.
1: Yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just in denial. I am still in denial to this day about both things. But hey, you know, we live and we learn. And yep, yep. That's that's what happens. But um, I say that was probably one of the most Im- actually, actually, ooh, freshman year is another embarrassing moment.
0: I'm sure freshman year has a host of embarrassing moments, but yeah. please go on.
1: So, you know, for the listeners out there, you see me, I'm a pretty calm, collected kind of guy, right? But absolutely. When I'm in college, you know, I had, had a little bit of fun. we'll, we'll just put it like that. I had had a little bit of fun. So um extracurriculars. Yeah. yeah. A, a lot. You're we uh, very active on campus. Uh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I was not studying either. Um so but hey a, we made it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, So there was one time, actually, uh, I think my, yeah, two of my friends came to visit. Uh, shout out to Simon, shout out to Freddie, and I forgot the other guy's name. Oh, Ray. Shout out to Ray. So those three guys, they came out to visit me, and this is the weekend that we all came back from Christmas. Do you remember that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I, you know, I was going back and forth with like beer and liquor, you know, I was I was feeling great. Like, I was feeling absolutely great. So, you know, we we get to the party. And you know I'm just like, you know, let's, how do they say it now? Lit, yeah. I was lit. I was lit. Yeah, we yeah. called it turned up. In yeah, our day. It turned up. In yeah, our exactly. Day, we called it turned, turned up. up. Yeah, exactly. Now it's lit and all this other stuff. So yeah, we get to the party, or whatever. You know we're having a good time. Blah blah blah. So fast forward to that, I remember I was talking to Simon, and we like the game was on. Like there was a Celtics game on, mm-hmm. and I think this was at a. It was at a Greenhouse. It was at a Greenhouse. I think on the top of the Greenhouse somewhere. Um. So. I remember we were watching the game or whatever, and I kept drinking my juice. And I told Son, I was like, hey, you know, uh, I'll be right back. I'll use the bathroom or whatever. So I told him, like, watch my drink. So I come back, whatever, and I take a sip of my drink. And I was like, either I was really drunk or someone put juicy juice in it. <laughs> but, like, I tasted it, and I was like, and I looked at Son, I was like, yo, this tastes like juicy juice. And he was just like, huh? <laughs> so, like, you know, I, I kind of just put it down and I started having the spins and I was like, oh, this is good. This is going to be bad. And mind you guys, you know, I just I love to eat and I had spaghetti that night. So um, which
0: we're going to we're going to get into your eating habits later. But yeah, please exactly. go on.
1: Yeah. So I remember I put the drink down and then like I started having the spins and then I remember I just kind of like sat there and then I turn and look at Simon. I was like, Simon, I say, like, what's up? There was a garbage can. Right, like it wasn't that far away from me. But I grabbed it and it started puking in the garbage can. Oof. I don't know for how long, but it for it might have been over an hour. Cause I remember I kept throwing up and throwing up and I know there's people there who probably remember too. Um and I remember there's like a whole big crowd around me. <laughs> and because I had spaghetti at night, people thought I was throwing up blood. So, but it was tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. like, yeah. And actually, um, there was like a few nursing students who were, who were like our friends. Like, oh my god, like they they had like uh, you know wet paper towels on my back or whatever, and like rubbed my back. They like, did oh. the nursing thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, oh my god, You're like down on, what? And like I'm yelling in the garbage can as I'm puking. Like, no, guys, I'm fine. <laughs> like I'm fine. It's just spaghetti. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'm fine, guys. Like I I banged in, like the the garbage can. Like, hey, I'm just fine, whatever. So um, after that whole thing, from what I remember. Um, I went up, like, I got brought upstairs, <clears throat> and the captain of the basketball team, he let me, like, crash at his house, like, on his bed, though. I don't know where he slept. He oh, probably shit. slept like, some girls out But that's from what I remember, like, that night. And then I woke up the next day, and I was just like, "What <laughs> Like, I'm looking around, it's all quiet. And then I'm looking outside, it's like, the sun's out and everything. I was like hell out of here so i just like ran out the house so i get back to the door and whatever and you know i i think i took a nap or whatever stuff like that woke up got some food and, <laughs> and i remember there was people like uh in the dining hall what kind of looking? at me like oh there he is Yay! there he is. you're alive <laughs> you're alive i was like yeah yeah why he's like you remember last night i was like what happened he's like you puked in the garbage can for like hours i was like I did <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, oh shoot, so I got done hearing that in the uh, dining hall, and then I got done hearing that when I was uh at the gym. I went to go play basketball, and I walked in, and it was um it was Kevin Ryan and all them, the squad, yeah, yeah they always looked like there he is, there he <laughs> is, I was just, just a big man on campus for the day yeah i i just i was, I just felt defeated because I was like, man like I you were
0: a freshman, bro. Yeah. the nature of the beast. You know, I'm shocked. I'm shocked you chose that story. I could have sworn you were going to choose another story. Uh, Do you know which oh, one I'm alluding to? I think so. I'm about you, to jump into yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. You go remember ahead. the pool table there? You like pool, yeah. Mr. Collymore? <laughs> yeah, the
1: pool table. Okay,
0: I, I know we definitely have some listeners that have heard this story before, but check this out. Uh, this was back freshman year. This isn't much longer after your story, because this is maybe what? February or March? Uh, freshman year? Shoot, might have. No, no, was... this is before, because yeah. I was in actor during this time. So this is right yeah, at the yeah, end. So this yeah, is yeah. just before that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So chronologically, this is about November, December. Um. So we go to a party, and the squad is me, Daryl, Steve, who will be guest producing our episode on Saturday. Stay tuned for that. And... The uh the fourth character someone we're both very fond of, but given the nature of the story, we're gonna change his name to Bill. Yeah. So it's me, Daryl, Steve, and Bill. Mm-hmm. And we go to a party and we had a great time. And we came home and we're still really, we're, we're really, we're really drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to go to bed yet. We still want to hang. So we go down into the um the dorms basement.
1: Yeah. To hit up some vending machines. Yeah. And by the way, not to cut you off, but that I think that uh. That basement used to be a morgue for people who don't know. My cousin went to that school. So So keep that in
0: mind. This basement used to
1: be a morgue. Yeah, just had to
0: say that. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Uh, create some context. Mm-hmm. So we're at the vending machines, and um, <clears throat> Bill decides he wants a Three Musketeers bar. Mm-hmm. Bill puts the dollar in the machine. He punches at the Three Musketeers, <laughs> and it doesn't come out. Bill is really fucking pissed. This guy starts kicking the vending machine (laughs) to try and knock the candy out. (laughs) I just want my candy! (laughs) And like all we kept thinking about is all those people who die with the vending machines Mm. falling on them. So eventually, (laughs) instead of just putting another dollar in the machine, we decide it's not worth it. Let's go back to the room. But then Bill spots something. Mm -hmm. He spots something across the room. It's a pool table. Now, Bill was a very strong fellow and he took a lot of pride in how strong he was. Mm -hmm. So he goes for the pool table and he says to us fellas i am gonna lift this pool table me steve and darryl all in unison are basically like hey man that's not a good idea let's just go back to the room we'll hang out we'll watch some stupid shit and he was like nah man i gotta at least try <laughs> so this guy <laughs> goes to lift the pool table he flips it The legs snap off, and we all start running up the stairs hysterically laughing. We get back to the room. Uh, We're basically in hiding after we've broken the fucking dorm pool table. Or rather, I should say Bill broke the pool table. Uh And we spend the night in Steve and Bill's room, you know, wake up the next day. We go about our business just fine. And maybe a month goes by, and we didn't hear a thing. Mm -mm. We didn't hear a thing from anybody. No. But then suddenly, we all are getting calls to go meet with, what would you
1: call them, Residence Life? Yeah, the director and uh, the uh, head of, like... Head of security. Yeah. So we
0: meet with the director of Residence Life and the head of security. We'll leave their names out. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so the lineup is they're going to interview me first. They're going to interview Steve second, Daryl third, and Bill fourth. Now, I want to point something out. There were cameras everywhere around that pool table. Mm -hmm. They have it on tape who flipped the pool table. But they invited us in. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm in first and they sit me down and they say, do you know why you're here, Mr. Landy? And I was actually having some problems with my uh, freshman year roommate. Another story for another day. (laughs) Um, So I was like, oh, you know, is, is it because me and my roommate are having trouble? And they were like, They kind of froze, and they were like, no, this is in regards to a pool table. And I kind of sunk, and I was like, oh, okay. So I know exactly what we're there for. And then um, the head of security just starts pressing me. So he's like, so who is... I see there were four characters in this story, Mr. Landy. There's you, there's Steve, there's Bill, and then there's Daryl, the black kid. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I I I know I know who Daryl is. You don't yeah, have to yeah. give me adjectives. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. So and he's like, so I know the four of you were around that night. You want to tell me who flipped that pool table? And basically I played dumb and I was like, nah, I don't know who did it, man. I don't know who did it. And then they kind of they admit, like, hey, there were cameras, we saw you. I was like, okay, so why do you need me to confirm who did it? And they're like, oh, you know, it's, we want, it's something about, like, liability. I don't know, some legal words they use to try and confuse me. Mm-hmm. And I, basi- <laughs> I basically took the stance of, I'm not ratting this person out. When you call them in here, they'll own up to it like a man. Mm-hmm. So they leave me in here for about 40 minutes, trying to pry the answer out of me. <laughs> and then it just goes silent. And it's quiet, and it's awkward. And the head of security very softly goes, Nick. Who flipped that pool table? I was like, I, I'm i not going to tell you. Nick, who flipped that pool table? I was like, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, I, and I try to explain myself again, and then he, he gets a little louder. He's like, who broke the pool table? And I, I before I can even say I don't know, this fucking guy slams the <laughs> table and just screams at me, who broke that pool table? And I start laughing, (laughs) like hysterically. And the head of Res Life goes, oh, uh, are you nervous? And I'm like, no, I'm not nervous. And he's like, are you going to tell us who did it? And I was like, for the last time, no. And he's like, then get out. <laughs> so I get up. I have no idea what's going to happen to me. I'm like, are they going to fucking expel me for this shit? I don't know. So I get up and I open the door and who's there? But Steve. Eve. And Steve tries to play dumb. I'm like, oh, Landy. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know you'd be here. I'm just like laughing. I'm like, Steve, don't even try it. Like, don't even fucking try it, dude. They're way ahead of the curve. Yeah. Oh, but they did say to me before I left, they were like, We're trusting you that you're not going to call Bill and tell them about this. I was like, Oh, no, I won't. Yeah. The second I got exactly. out of there, I called Bill. I was like, Bill, they know. Yeah. They
1: um, know
0: man. I, I don't know if you want to shine light on your interview. I mean, but I, I know can. that was my interview, and that was.
1: <sighs> a riveting experience. So from my standpoint, guys, I was the third in line, uh, you know, right before Bill. And uh So again it went you, Steve. Steve. I mean me, Steve, Steve, you Bill. Yeah. So um so when I got called in, you know, I had a... I, this while I was still a biomaker. So I had lab to do. Like I had a three hour lab presentation. Or not no I had a presentation to do uh within that three hour class. So my group is like wondering where the hell I am. Right. So anyways, I got called into this, you know, this thing. This and, interrogation. Yeah, this interrogation or whatever. Um they try to make it look like I'm on CSI or whatever it was. But um <laughs> yeah, so I get called in and you know, it's uh, you know, those guys and I'm asking them, like, you know, how long i gonna be in here because I have you know, I have a lab to do, like I have a presentation. <laughs> and uh, head of security was like, um, well, let's see, uh, you know, looking at my watch, you know, uh, we got about you know, maybe like you know, 30 minutes, but you know, if you tell us, you know, we can knock it down like 25 or whatever, you know, he's kept going on and on about it, and then he's like, yo, maybe we have like you know, uh, maybe tell me like five minutes, you know, we can finish in about five minutes. I was like, all right, I get it, I get it, I get it. So, anyway, so. You no, know, it's the same thing that he told, you know, the, the other or he's asking the other two, like who broke the pool tails, like, I'm not telling you, who broke the pool tail, I'm not telling you. Um, and then he went on about like he I don't know, he must have did some math like the night before. <laughs> <laughs> because because yeah, I forgot the whole I forgot how much it costs, but like he was just saying, like, all right, so well and he was doing it, the guys, he was doing this on a piece of paper. Like he had his pen and paper ready for this. So I remember he was on his desk and, you know, he was writing out the whole like uh, problem, he's like, let's say, you know, there's about uh, I don't know, four of you guys, right? And um, let's say the pool table costs about this much, right? And you know, there's four of you, and we divide that, it's about this much each. I think it was like six thirty six each. Um, you have that kind of money in your bank account, Mr. cottonmore And I was like, I was like, uh no, but I actually do have that in my bank account like right now. And <laughs> and he, he looked and then he looked at me. And the director looked at me. Like, it was just, like, awkward silence for, like, five, like, five seconds. They were just like, well, Mr. Collin well, if you don't fess up, <laughs> blah, 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 you know, you'll be sanctioned, this, that, and third. And I was like, sanctioned? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeah. So, They're going to lock us up, peril Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what am I? We were an accomplice. Yeah, I didn't know we were going to be a fugitive now. But, um, so, you know, that that happened. And then he started talking about this. This is your favorite part. When he talked about the guy on the stand. Like, so... This is, he's like, there's a this, this show, right? And there's this guy on like the stand with like a neck brace or something like that. He's like, yeah, this a guy on the stand. Well, he
0: brought up CSI. He's like, you know, I was watching CSI. Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah. know what happened on CSI? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's like, this, this guy had a neck brace on he was on the stand. Um, Do you know what happened? I was like, no, what happened? He's like, he told the truth. <laughs> I was like, okay, so <laughs> what does this have to do with me? Like, what does that do with me? He's like, Boy, you gotta tell us. I'm like, no. So you're not gonna tell us? No. He's like, well, you're gonna be sanctioned. I'm like, what does that mean? And he just, <laughs> they, you're
0: gonna be sanctioned.
1: Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't. You think, don't
0: think we'll make this college segregated again? You got another thing coming. Yeah, down. exactly.
1: Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. So, like, they they just let me go. They was like, whatever. So that was pretty much my interview. But I thought it was just. I thought it was just crazy because you know what's funny though. I think what really hurt them is because they didn't expect like an eighteen year old kid and I just got like my refund check. So I will yeah. feeling myself. <laughs> yeah. So like they, they didn't they didn't expect me to have that much money in my bank account. So but yeah, I wasn't gonna give it to them because yeah,
0: come on. But they have the tape.
1: That's what I was saying. They, you know what? I think it was they were trying to they trying to get rid of that plausible deniability kind of thing because they it, maybe yeah because we could just say like we weren't there, you know, stuff like that. We can deny as We can you...
0: say that as much as we want, but yeah. like they have a videotape yeah. of us right there, the I whole know. thing.
1: I know, but I think for their sake. No, yeah. I
0: think they were fucking bored, Daryl. Yeah, I think they're... they were fucking bored. Yeah. Yeah. Head of security used to be like the head of interrogation at NYPD. He's fucking bored.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, why would you take four college kids and you know try to scare them? Use like little scare tactics. Yeah. Bro,
0: honestly, he was a child. He slammed that table, his face was as red as a fucking crab, and he screamed at me. <laughs> I laughed at him. I thought I was fucked
1: i thought i was fucked yeah but that that day was uh know, that was crazy But
0: so what about your fondest what about your fondest mine. i i could tell you one of mine because obviously we have a lot of fond moments we remember from college
1: mm-hmm.
0: um do you remember the the joe hugging daryl bet
1: yeah that was senior year right that was senior year
0: this is one of my favorite moments so um little little uh backstory for everybody daryl here daryl here's a very loving caring uh and tender individual. Even though he has a total influx of testosterone, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> With that said, we, we have a friend named Joe who, you know, to his credit, he loves to dish out hugs. Um, He used to love hugging Daryl. Now, Daryl's not, you're not a touchy guy. You're not a very touchy-feely guy.
2: Yeah,
0: you know, it's not your thing. So, Joe would do it because he knew it would piss you off. <laughs> so, we eventually made a bet. Steve and I bet Joe $50 that he couldn't go one year without hugging Daryl to piss him off. Now, 364 days later, Joe came up to visit us, and Mm -hmm. me, you, and Steve all got into a room, and we were like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up a game of Pong. We're going to get Joe really drunk and, you know, get him a little twisted. Mm -hmm. So we're going to play a game. It'll be Daryl and Joe versus me and Steve. We'll make it come down to the wire, and then we're going to let Joe get the winning shot, and when Joe gets the winning shot, Daryl will hug him, Joe will hug him back, and we will win. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful plan. Joe comes over, just like we, just like we suspected. We're playing the game. It's during a party, and everyone's having such a great time at this party. Like it was a really yeah. good one. Yeah. But the four of us were stuck in this perpetual pong game because we got down to the last
1: cup each. Yeah. And we
0: waited like a half hour, hour for yo, Joe that... to fucking sink the final <laughs> yeah, cup. I know, man. It's like <laughs>
1: that, that shit was. So...
0: There came a point after twenty minutes. Steve and I looked at each other. I was like, Do you even care about your $50 anymore? And he was like, No. So Steve and I started trying to win. Joe sinks the final cup. You hug him. He hugs, hugs him back. back. We start going crazy. Yeah. You see poor Joe, <laughs> bless you. You see poor Joe hanging his head and he just
1: went home. Yep. <laughs> he left him, went Defeated. To Staten Island. Defeated. Bottom lobster. Defeated. Goes
0: back to Staten Island that night. That's.
1: One of my greater victories in college. you're yeah, Speaking about five moments, I mean, this is going to circle around Joe, but, uh, there's it's okay. A, there's that time where <laughs> I think, uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. There was, uh, someone with driving. Something with driving.
0: Okay. So obviously this has to do with Joe. Yeah. He, he did something. Uh, the, he, oh, just when he blew his tire.
1: Yeah, yeah, t- yeah. T- tell, tell that one. yeah, that one, that one,
0: that one, yeah, well, that's yeah. When went, I felt so bad. You, me, and him went to get food or something. Yeah. And we came back, and we, Joe drove us, and, and we get back to the, to the to the dorm, and we get out, and as we get out, we just hear a... So we start inspecting the car, and I think it was you who got down, and you felt the tire, and you were like, Joe, you got this. there's a hole in this tire, and he was like... What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) There's a hole, and the air is leaving the tire. And then he's like, so do I need to get a new tire? (laughs) No, Joe. (laughs) And then you were like, yes. And then there was that... There was that pause. And then he just went... Fuck! (laughs) Fuck! at that point, you and I looked at each other, and we were doing our best to hold in the laughter, because, like, we felt, yeah. I mean, like, you feel bad. Yeah. But it's also hilarious.
1: Like, it's- I get it, man. Like, I get the car problems. Like, I, I dealt with that all the time. <laughs> like, like, I had an old Pontiac, guys. For those who don't know, I had an old red Pontiac. It was a 99. It was a beautiful on the outside. Piece of shit on the inside. Well, like, this is
0: like when we got... We got snowed into your car in the middle yeah, of that blizzard, if yeah, you remember that. But, yeah, but go on, go
1: on. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, we, it was... We're just trapped in Daryl's fucking car. Yeah. Like, guys, like, if, when I tell you, like... Thank God, you had a good playlist. Yeah. Like, guys, when I tell you that my car had starting problems, like, my goodness. I would literally be stuck in the parking <laughs> lot for 30 minutes trying to start that damn thing. Like, it, it was... It was... It was embarrassing. Like, I remember, like, senior year when, um... I took a death and dying class, right? And um, the the ladies who were uh, in the car didn't. Well, they kind of knew, but I don't think they really knew. But I didn't want to bring them in the car just because, like, you know, I was driving them to like the site or wherever we had to go. But as soon as we stopped, I was just praying to God, like, I hope this starts. I hope this starts. I hope this starts, because I now was <laughs> just sitting there, like, and they're like what happened i'm like oh don't worry about it. you know i just gotta kick it a little bit you know oh your ego is screaming at you yeah don't you dare get a limp dick with these ladies around <laughs> Yeah, <you? laughs> exactly man but man yo yeah my my car is uh it, it served its purpose you know got me to point a point b and that's about it but as far as the fondest moments i have mm, i don't know i mean
0: there's a lot obviously there's a lot you just pick one off the tree
1: I mean, I definitely say actually, I, I would I'll say this like off the uh, party and stuff like that. Um, my senior year, when I got an email that I was gonna be inducted into uh, Phi Alpha Theta, which is the History Honor Society, um, that was actually a shock to me because I remember I was sitting there in the dorm with Paul, and um, shout out to Paul. Yeah, like I'm looking at the email, I'm just like, huh, like I was never like a history major or a minor. So I remember asking Paul, I say, like, Hey Paul, you know, I got inducted to this thing. Like, should I go to he just looked at me like, Yeah, why not? Like, I mean, you gotta it's a resume
0: it. pads your resume. Yeah, you exactly.
1: Know? So, I mean, that was actually one of my fondest moments. Um, you know, and of course my parents were there, my brother was there. Um, another fond moment I say is when um during track season, um, you know, I did uh track freshman year, uh junior year. And then senior year. So senior year was the year that I really wanted to like break records and stuff. I didn't break that mold until I think it might have been towards the last meets of indoor season. Um I mean that year, like I was really training hard to like trying to break my personal records or any of the school records and stuff like that. Um but uh I say that year, you know, just doing PRs and like holding school records was like another fun moment and then you
0: you put a lot of effort into your senior year which was like the exact opposite of what i did (laughs) (laughs) but you put a
1: lot of effort in you broke track
0: records you got inducted into societies and yeah
1: you know got a degree well no it
0: was good because it it allowed you to hit the ground running and you know we graduated and what maybe seven months later you and i moved to charleston yeah have a good time which speaking of which you remember that roommate we had the one before Travis. We love Travis. The one before Travis. Yeah. Andrew.
1: Well, before we get to that. Before we get to that. Before we get to that. I just want to say. Go for it. You know, the whole Charleston trip. Now, I want to say, you know, our friend, our dear friend, who couldn't be here with us because he's too busy being lazy. Uh, our dear friend, Seth. Oh, yeah. Seth. Yes. He, Seth. He was the one who told us about coming down to Charleston and has the audacity to leave us like months after but he graduated, so whatever but we'll leave him be yeah but you know i would say for you know from my in my life you know i was actually glad that you know we had we had to talk actually about myrtle beach if you remember before. Yeah, that
0: that was like the first target was like yo yeah. want to move to myrtle beach yeah just like fucking run shit
1: yeah and, but I was, I was going to say, like, I'm actually glad that Seth brought up the idea about Charleston and guys, this is like, I barely knew Seth at that point. Like he, him and Nick had grown. Uh, well, grown this up was, together. this was men's day. This is yeah. men's day senior year, which
0: yeah. uh, for those who don't know the college we went to, there was a men's day and a women's day they happened on the same day. It's when all the men got together and party and all the women got together and partied and they met up at the end to have one big party.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I think this was like maybe like the second time or third time I actually met Seth and, uh, you know, he told you about moving to Charleston, then you eventually told me. And then I think at that point, I was like, yeah, my bag's already packed. Like, yeah, I've, fuck it, right? Yeah, I'm, ready, I'm ready to go. But um, reflecting on that almost four years later, I'm actually glad that, you know, I was able to move away from my home state and, you know, live in a different state and, you know, to for personal growth. Mm-hmm. Likewise. You know, stuff like that. Um, you know, I didn't realize how much growing up I had to do, you know, once I moved out of the house. Um, and, I hear you, bro. Yeah, and you know that was the thing too. Like my parents, you know, I I spoken to them about possibly moving out. Um, so just jumping back back to the whole like family thing again. Yeah. Um, junior year, coming back from Thanksgiving break, um, my parents and I were in the car, and we were having a discussion, and that discussion was, <clears throat> was about them wanting to move out west, which is what they always told my brother and I since we were little. But it seemed like it was going to be uh, coming into reality, you know, as I got older, eventually mm-hmm. when I graduated. So they're like, yeah, you know, um, you know, we were thinking about moving out to uh, Nevada, blah, 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 you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, like when? He's like, oh, you know, probably as soon as you graduate or like maybe a few months after. I was like, wait, really? Like, yeah. So I was like, well, you, so you give my brother a lot of time, <laughs> you know, but you don't give me that much, much time. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So um when i brought it to them about me moving to charleston you know they're just kind of like charleston like where is that I was, I was <laughs> like, like, oh, my parents did the same yeah person. i was like oh it's in south the carolina fuck is charleston yeah exactly <laughs> and i was like oh you know south carolina whatever so my dad he was like kind of you know my dad was cool with it where my stepmom you know she was a little sad you know, she didn't want to see her youngest leave yeah
0: don't want to see the baby leave
1: yeah so um but they were they were pretty much cool with it because they were like they, i think they saw this coming they they saw us coming. I wanted to move out of the house. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think well, you've was, always been an independent guy. Yeah, and that, that was the thing. That, I think that was one thing that they never had to worry about with me as far as, like, you know, wanting to have my own thing and stuff like that. So when I broke it down to them, like, hey, I'm going to be doing this, going to school, they're like, cool. Yeah, the rest was history. So, um, but yeah, and then, like I said, I think it's actually a good thing, too, considering all that stuff that happened last year. I don't know how I could have dealt with that living in the house at that time. Um, You know, oh.
0: I... I I want I wanted to bring up a broader perspective. Is you know you and I we moved we moved out of our parents' homes right after fucking college. Mm-hmm. You know college ended and we jumped. We hit the go button. And you brought up that it's helped you mature and it's helped you grow. And that's something that I felt personally in my life very profoundly mm-hmm. from the second I moved out. Like, it's like. I didn't understand how the world worked Mm -hmm. before I moved out. I didn't understand who the fuck I was Mm -hmm. before I moved out. You know, then you move out and you start spending this time alone and you start having to rely on yourself for every little thing. Mm -hmm. Even shit like groceries, you know, um, what would you say were like elaborate further on how moving out of your home and on your own helps you grow? What are the things that it helped you learn? What did it, you know, build Uh, on that a little bit.
1: Being more responsible, uh, realizing that I'm not in college anymore. So, like you know, in college, you know, you, you had work study and like everything's already Everything's so, fucking handed to you. Yeah, exactly. So you know, when I'm out of college now, oh man, now I gotta, you know, all right, this I got this this much for like, groceries. I gotta pay rent. I gotta pay a car note, insurance. You know, I got this much money to go out. You know, stuff like that. Um, and then at the same time, it's like you know, the first year or so when I was uh, moving to Char- when I moved to Charleston, like I really wanted to like go out because it was it was just so new to me. It was oh so- yeah, and it's yeah.
0: a fucking awesome city to yeah. go out in. Yeah, like anybody, like highly recommend visiting Charleston. By the way, yeah, food is out of this world. The nightlife is out of this world. Mm-hmm. Go go on, sorry, I just need to yeah. punch that in.
1: No, that's fine. But um, like I remember those first few months, and you know I wanted to go out so bad, but I remember like when I asked you or. Uh, you know, our, our old roommate, Jesse, if you want to go out, you say, no, I'll stay in, this, that, and third. And, you know, in my head. A I'm, lot of
0: that had to do with me saving money. A
1: yeah, lot of that. Yeah. See, for me, I was just like, man, I want to go out. I, I went every single time. Yeah, like, you were just
0: trying to party, baby. Yeah, I respected yeah. it. I mean, yeah. I, you know, we went out, we went out, of, you know, frequently enough. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Most of the time, I was like, nah, man, I'm staying in.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, learning from that, I'm like, you know what? Not Not everyone's going to want to go out. You know, not everyone's yeah. going to have the same, like, viewpoints or, you know, whatever as you. So, you know, when you moved out, Jesse moved out, and then, you know, Travis came in, he moved or whatever. Seth left. His roommates left. You know, and now just... you've
0: seen a cycle of people come in and out yeah. to the city of Charleston. And,
1: like, I told people all the time, like, about the stories, like, hey, I, had, I knew, like, a few people when I moved here, and now they're all gone. Mm-hmm. Like, they all moved to New York or wherever, moved back to New York or wherever. Um, so I had to learn... How to, you know, do things for myself. And I remember I had a conversation with, um, my friend and she was telling me, you know, sometimes, you know, going out by yourself is usually the best time. And yeah. I was like, and you know, I'm, I'm a real, <laughs> you know, laid back, quiet kind of guy. I really don't like to, I, I like to socialize, but I really, i don't really go out there to like, you know, be like, Oh, hey, you know, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I had to kind of like work into that. Even so, like, um, I'm still, working on it but um you know i had to realize that you know some, you know sometimes it's best to stay in stay in the house sometimes it's best to stay in the house you know because over the years like i've seen a lot of things like on tv and you know there's a lot of people who are our age that are like dying this now and the third because they've been in the wrong crowd and i've heard like i, ha- I have people girls who say that like i overthink things and i'm just like why you say that, and then they'll explain the reasoning, and I was like, oh, you know, you you make a fair point, and then I tell them, like, this is why I am who I am today, because, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have my parents anymore, so I gotta, I had to, like, fend for myself at all times, like, so I may overthink things, because it's like, all right, what would my father do in this situation, you know, what would my stepmother do, what would my brother do, like, stuff like that, so, you know, there's things that, you know, I try to take into consideration like there's lots of conversations that my father and I had that, you know, he's told me, you know, you know, when you do this, you know, you want to do this, um, watch out for this, you know, don't do this, stuff like that. So I always try to keep that in mind, um, when I'm going out and about. Um, so, you know, I put up a post on Instagram that you saw and many others I saw my latest post, um, about my three parents. Yeah. And, you know, for, like, the past year, you know, I've been real short with people at work or, you know, like, real reclusive or, uh, you know... Isolated. Yeah, isolated and stuff like that. And, you know, like I said, it's just because of what I've lost. Like, I just don't know who really has my back anymore. I'm not saying that, you know, you guys don't, of course. But... The people who are always there. Well, it's
0: the foundation, man. Yeah. The, fa- the foundation's gone. Now yeah. you have to build your own foundation. Yeah. And that's a heavy burden, man. Yeah. You know, that, that's kind of what I was bringing up before. It's like someone like me, like you going into family therapy and stuff like that. It's like you have perspectives, wisdom, knowledge, and experiences that me and many of the people who are going to listen to this podcast can only fucking imagine. Mm. You know? Mm. But go on.
1: Well, imagine, but I wouldn't want you to experience right now because- I Of mean, course. Yeah. But
0: it is something we're all going to experience. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, I just didn't feel, like, I just didn't think that it would happen to me at such a young age, like losing both my stepmother and my father. Um, because I just, you know, especially with, especially with your dad, because it's like, that's like your number one hero yep. growing up, you know, um, and he's always been there. And I always assumed that he would, you know, live on- You always
0: on... assume he's going to be there. Yeah,
1: you know, he or he'll live on forever and stuff like that, but- But, he, he but
0: anyone who's seen The Lion King knows-
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, but this is why you know I tell people I move a little differently now. Um, I don't really like socialize that much with people, or you know, I just kind of just keep to myself most of the time. I don't really go on social media like that anymore because, you know, number one, I don't really be, need to be putting my business out there. If you really want to know me, you know, you can speak to me in person or whatever. Um, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm a friendly guy. You know, I like to. I Dude, you're among the friendliest yeah. people I know. Yeah.
0: I just think you're coming from this place where you're, you're being cautious about who you let into your life.
1: Exactly. You
0: know, because, you know, as we, everybody's heard it, you're a combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a dangerous thing. You were saying it before. If you get mixed up with the wrong crowd, you spend enough time with that crowd, you become that crowd. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like you're a social person. I've known you a long time, you're a social guy. But you've gone through a lot of shit in the last year. And you're kind of just. It's like you're just sorting everything out right now. Mm -hmm. In in your head. And socially too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. I mean. It makes perfect sense to me dude. And. And I think it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know. Anytime I've lost somebody important to me. I. I end up being. You know. I get isolated in my ways. Mm -hmm. You know. But again. Like I said. The losses I've endured don't compare to yours. So the fact that maybe you need a year. Or two, or three or four, I don't give a fuck how long. Mm-hmm. You need some time to isolate yourself and sort some things out before you take your next step. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly rational to me,
1: man. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And you know it's because, like, you know, through my line of work, um, working in a psychiatric hospital, I see it firsthand. So yeah, like when I see kids or even adults like misbehave and stuff like that, you know, I try to figure out all right, what what what's making them act like that?
0: Gotcha. And just for some background, Daryl currently works at a psychiatric hospital.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I work I'm not med- sure if we brought that up. So no, if no, you, no. Yeah, if you just yeah. want to clear that up for a second. Yeah, I, I work at the uh, Medical University of South Carolina. For people who don't know, but um, medical. Okay. Yeah. MUSC. Um, M- 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 yeah. yeah. Institute of Psychiatry. Just me, yeah. Gotcha. No, no. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is why I told you yeah. to explain it. Yeah yeah. And yeah, yeah. Not to let me. No, get that's you fine. Just, <laughs> that's fine. I just that's fine. I just want to be uh, specific. But um, so um, you know, usually when I go into work, or whatever, um, know, I just try to figure out. You know, why is this person acting like that? How's, you know, what's going on? I listen to a report. I try to listen to a report. You know, listen to staff, what they have to say. Uh, I try reading to read into the chart. Mm-hmm. um, And then go from there. Now, I'm going to be honest. A lot of people there are mostly behavioral. Behavioral. Cases. A lot of the patients. Yeah, behavioral okay. cases. Um, Very few psychotic cases. Um, Now, uh, as... What's the
0: difference between a behavioral and a psych- psychological case?
1: So, um, I'd say, like, when you, if you work there for a good amount of time, um, as far as, like, differentiate between the two. Yeah. Um, it, it's It's tough. I say it's tough because with the behavioral cases, I mean, that could do with whatever drugs they have taken.
0: So a behavioral craze could be someone who's addicted to heroin.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, it alters their behavior and stuff like that. Okay. So here's a better example. Maybe, maybe someone who's
0: like addicted to Coke and it makes them overly aggressive and violent. I don't know.
1: Uh, I'll put it like this. I say, I say like, so as far as like behavior and stuff, you get people who are maybe like ODD. So ODD stands for oppositional defiant disorder.
0: Oppositional defiant, defiant disorder.
1: disorder. Right. Gotcha. Um, that starts with kids, usually as young as maybe like four or five, right? Okay. So that or right then and there, that's already bad, because you're supposed to start from day one as far as how to modify that child's behavior. Yep. Um, but a lot of it could be their coping skills. Now, if they don't have good coping skills, then they're going to They're going to handle that situation in whatever way possible. Yeah. So, um, as far as like, a behavioral case, you got kids or adults who uh, act out a certain way because in their past they either been abused mm-hmm. or you know no someone neglected them or you know stuff like that. Um, now, in a psychotic case, I mean, you can you can tell like when the person's like really off. Um, like I I've seen a lot of people with like severe schizophrenia who are just kind of, like, walking around, like, kind of... Butt-
0: so, psychotic has more to do with mental health. Yeah. Whereas behavioral <laughs> is, I guess, yeah. as you said, is, like, behavior or, like, yeah. the but patterns it, of behavior.
1: Yeah, but it's still part of it. But... Yeah. Yeah, it's still part of it. It's still in that realm. Okay. But, um, like, the severe psychotic cases, like, you will see patients in there who, like, I mean, it's not, like, in the movies, like, all oh, bugged down, street jazz and stuff. like. That. It's not like that yeah. in this hospital. But you definitely see patients who walk around... Who walking back and forth up and down the unit. um, Either who are like mean looking or they're just kind of like happy or they just kind of have like no affect. Meaning like no emotion. Flat affect. Flat affect. Um, Some are friendly. Some are not so friendly. Um, Some will definitely knock you out. Um, That's that hasn't happened to me thank God but that's happened to a few of my coworkers. Bro you
0: Fuck anyone's day up. Let's be real. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't. Except for maybe The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I don't underestimate patients anymore because I, I actually have my fair share of being hit.
0: Oh, no, I'm sure you have your physical altercations. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what makes your job hard, too, is your 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 security as well as a caretaker.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, this is why I tell, like, a lot of newcomers, too, is, like, you always got to watch your back. Sometimes not even the patients. Sometimes it can be sad because of, like, they might not have told you something what, you, what you're supposed to know. Mm-hmm. um but i mean getting back to uh the patient part of me you know you can see like okay you know there, there's something going on like he just he's actually sick you know and then you can read to like, oh okay he has this okay he has that um like there's one there was one time actually like recently i think um there's a patient he he said something so bizarre But it seemed like it was on subject of what I was talking about, but then he just went off subject and then just kinda walked away. And I'm just like, Huh? But I was like, Well, there's a reason why he's here. So but he's friendly. Yeah. Um and then you got some who who are friendly in the hospital, but um before they came in they were actually like, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. So They might just
0: be trying to get out on good behavior. Something like that. You never know.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You got definitely got patients like that.
0: Well, let me let me ask you. Um, Obviously, as as many people would categorize it, we have something along the lines of a mental health crisis going on in America, whether that's just from more accurate diagnoses or whether or not people are suffering more from mental uh, health illness. What do you think? And of course, like your opinion is subject to change on this because you're still studying, you're still learning. So, you know, we'll, we'll take this with a grain of salt. But what do you believe is the biggest catalyst to the increase in mental health diagnoses? What what do you... If you could point to anything.
2: The biggest catalyst.
0: It doesn't even have to be the biggest. If you can't think of what the biggest is, point to one catalyst.
2: Hmm.
0: Like, what's something we're doing in our society that's promoting this kind of behavior? And, you know, how would you deconstruct it and sort of redirect that?
1: Honestly, I... Well, maybe this is just my opinion. I think it just starts at home. I think, honestly, it just starts at home. From what I was saying before, like, home is where the heart is. This is where you're grounded. You know? So whatever happened at home i think that's above what, all else yeah i i think so yeah because hearing from what you know i had a few friends or like you know whoever tell me you know they say like oh you know my mother did this when i was young um uh, you know my uncle did this my aunt did this You know, there's always something like always
0: something like that. Some, some caretaker figure that wronged them traumatically.
1: Yeah. I mean, or just be like, you know, what I saw at school or something like Mm -hmm. that. So there's always something that has to do with like, it's something has to do with the household.
0: Gotcha. How would you equate that? Okay. So hmm, I'm trying to think of the best way to word my next question. Um, how is someone and maybe you weren't talking about this specific mental health illness but what about people who are bipolar is that is that connected to something at home did they come from a volatile home you know and um, that and that kind of promoted that volatile volatile behavior pattern
1: um or, it it could so, okay yeah it could um you know there there's been cases that are actually serious and then I mean, there's been other cases where you know you got people who are bipolar because like you know they're, they broke up with like the boyfriend and stuff like that. It's, it's, yeah, 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 some, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I feel some you. little little cheese like that, but I mean, no, you definitely have like your severe bipolar uh, cases because you had, uh, people who said like, oh, you know, so and so had left me, or you know, or so and so was bipolar themselves. So, gotcha. but people sometimes don't realize that you know this stuff can actually be passed down. Um, biologically yeah. genetically yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 absolutely yeah absolutely so i mean you know because sometimes i i catch myself like yeah why why are you acting like that and then we meet like the parents they're like the same way and i'm like oh yeah it's like oh well the apple doesn't fall far from the tree
0: so let me ask you something do you think we as a society keep looking to institutions to solve our problems when the truth is those problems are not only rooted at home but can be solved at home so for somebody who say is bipolar because of the volatile um atmosphere in their home do you believe if that home can sort themselves out and not be as volatile in their behavior and be a little more steady and calm? Do you think that could help alleviate alleviate some of the bipolar symptoms? And I guess, and again, we've only scratched the surface on mental health, so you and I are basically playing guessing games right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge that as we move forward. To anyone who might be listening,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think so. Um, I think a lot of times it's like I'll put it to you like this. So, you know, I'm, I'm you know, mental health. They, well, people who look at mental health, people who want to invest in mental health, they won't really invest because it's like, why would you invest in something that necess- doesn't necessarily have a cure? You know what I'm saying? I understand. So, and, you know, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to deal with mental health. Like, I, I just, I don't really see a cure, but I definitely see... How we... There's some way we could definitely improve. Alleviate I, symptoms. Yeah. And make it easier. Yeah. I mean,
0: I've seen it in my own life. I, I've got a lot of people in my life who suffer from, you know, mental health issues, be it depression schizophrenia Mm -hmm. bipolar i I know plenty of these people and if there's anything i've seen alleviate their symptoms more if not make these things make these symptoms go away it's establishing some sense of community establishing like a a a group of friends that they Mm -hmm. can rely on i have seen that do so much more than any pill could right you know so is when you want to get into family therapy I think it's something you were getting at before when you're saying why you hop from biology to mm-hmm. psychology. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that in family therapy, you could be attacking the root of these mental health issues? Definitely. And that's kind of what's guided you there.
1: Definitely, because with family therapy, what makes it so unique and different from like psychology and all, this, all the other uh, professions is that um, you, you have to deal with it systemically. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with it from a family-based perspective. And my professors remind me of that all the time when I'm doing my own papers. Um, like, I just recently did a paper of uh, my last class. I had to do, like, a whole scenario of, like, I had to, like, you know, uh, type up about, like, a kid and a parent. What were the issues? You know, I'm the therapist. And what did I do to, you know, do X, Y, and Z? Stuff like that. Um, and I actually got a good grade on it, too. So, nice. um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the big thing is... Um, I believe it all starts at home, and then if and do, not,
0: and do you believe it can be maybe not fully repaired, but it can also be repaired at home, not yeah. fully repaired,
1: but yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, I, I want to say this too. I, I don't want to knock, you know, you know, pills as like all all bad and stuff. No, like they that. have their utility. Yeah, exactly.
0: Anti, antidepressants have their utility. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
1: I just say don't don't let that be the end all be all, or let that be like the cure all for what you're experiencing you know it, it, it definitely like you said uh the community or like you know communication that's number one yeah communication you you gotta have communication because if you don't then now now there's something in between that is you know holding everything up so um yeah i i, I just think that um you know there, there's something else you can always do something else before we get to that point of using pharmaceuticals
0: well let me ask you something for anybody who's listening who's got friends and family or loved ones who are suffering from mental health issues for anyone who might be listening that's suffering from mental health issues uh what would if you could what what would be your advice to them how to help a loved one who's suffering or how to help themselves who are suffering
1: uh well i sit down and talk with them um and if you see if you see symptoms or if you're not sure about what exactly it is mm-hmm. and you see, you know, ask around, ask around. hey, you know, my child or, you know, my, my mother or father, you know, they're experiencing some symptoms that are like kind of like bizarre and stuff like that. Um, So just maybe like talk with them and then like, you know, maybe even bring someone else in, maybe like a family friend or whoever. And if things start to get worse, um, I would try to maybe see like a therapist okay Uh, now now the thing with therapy i know it's like a stigma you know kind of uh you know it's like you know if you've been to therapy it's like oh you know why go to therapy for you know blah 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 xyz therapy's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing not a lot of people do it
0: people look it's like what you were saying before you you put communication at the top of things you can do to help Right, yeah. and a therapist is somebody who you can not only communicate with; it's someone you can objectively communicate with. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't have any any attachment to your family. Right. That person doesn't know your history. There's not going to be any sort of inherent biases mm-hmm. with that person on you personally.
1: Right, and that's that's what we're taught, yeah. and you know, while, while going through school, is that you know, being a therapist, you know, you're gonna have there's some things you won't necessarily agree with. Yeah, um, but you know, you gotta have you gotta have to put that aside, but at the same time, try to Engage with that couple or that family and meet in the middle, as far as like compromise, okay, yeah. As far yeah. as like, okay, how can I best suit this family with whatever that's going on? Now, worst comes to worst, you know, you know, maybe just refer them to someone else. And that's what my professor have told me. They're like, because I asked them questions like, all right, so you, you've done this for a while, like, what do you do if, like, you know, this family just if, just,
0: if you can't help them, if yeah, what you're doing isn't effective,
1: yeah, they say you know it's it's gonna be all right because you're gonna have that. Don't consider that a failure. You know, just refer them to someone else. You know, um, but I mean, that's that's the thing, man. You know, it's just communication. I mean, even for me, I know I like to hold things inside. I like to not tell anyone a thing. Um, oh,
0: you mean you mean you're
1: a man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that, that, all men start from that. Yeah, you know, that's why I feel like men live shorter short life win because you know number one we like the whole thing's in and number two well
0: i i mean i hate to admit it but where that comes from it comes from a place it's like we don't want to burden anyone with our suffering right you know it's like when we're feeling bad about shit it's like and look this it's flawed because you know i'm sure most of us have plenty of people who would be willing to hear hear our plights but i feel like it just comes from a place of you don't want to burden anybody with your suffering right you know yeah you feel like it's your responsibility to take care of it and mm-hmm. your responsibility alone
1: absolutely um yeah i definitely feel like that so well because that that's how my dad was you know what i mean also a man yeah exactly so <laughs> but you know you definitely have women like that too you of course of yeah, course i'm yeah. gen- I'm generalizing yeah, yeah, not yeah. every man yeah. is like that yeah that's it i'm fucked yeah exactly. landy lodge
0: controversy i'm making sweeping generalizations <laughs> yeah i know right? the show's fucked yeah, i know
1: right <laughs> fuck yeah i know but uh yeah man but um i mean that i guess that's just the day man you know um it just starts with uh communication. I know there's going to be a lot of people who listen to this. And even there's going to be some people probably uh in Charleston and be like, "Yeah, Daryl, you know, you should probably talk to me more often, you know having like an issue." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." But you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's that's
0: that's my pride. Um so Daryl, what do you do when when you're having those those uh those moments? Those moments of uh I guess you'd say deep introspection.
1: Uh I mean, do you rub one out and go to sleep? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, um, nah, honestly, um, I listen. I just listen to music. or Hell I, yeah, you know, i just try to tracking my mind off things. Um, or you know, I'll be taking long drives. Like I did. I did that last year when I came back. Um, long I,
0: drives go a long way, man. Yeah, it's nice to kind of just coast. You know.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, also just try to surround myself with people because, like last year when everything was going on, um, I was sleeping at um Simon's house and um you know uh i went out on a long drive and you know my buddy Corey came out to uh visit too and stuff he slept over as well and um you know i remember he texted me he asked me is everything all right i was like yeah man you know i'm just on a long drive whatever so um you know but you know i had to remember you know sometimes i I do have to surround myself with people because You know, it's it's healthy. You know, you need that human interaction. We're, pa-
0: we're pack animals, dude. Yeah. Like that's that's how we got that's how we won the war against the tigers. You know, yeah. we banded together.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you know you know, you need a healthy uh you need a healthy social life, physical life, you know, spiritual life, you know, all all that Body, mind and spirit, dog. Yeah, man. So um I mean that's it, man. I mean, I just um my goal is to try to help as many people as I can uh, along the path. Um I know I'm not perfect. I always know I have things to work on, of course. Um, but, you know, I just try to hold on to whatever my parents have taught me and, um, you know, just try to be the best man I can be. That's, that's all I can do. Try to be the best man I can be and, you know, try to live as long as possible, man. So, um, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So
0: I think you're right where you should be personally. having having known you for jesus christ what is it now almost nine years almost nine years yeah yeah it would be like nine years this april when we met at orientation yeah um yeah i I, this is i i I honestly believe you to be on the right path for yourself as an individual yeah Uh, i really think you you obviously have a passion for it you're obviously you know knowledgeable on it Mm -hmm. um and I'm glad you shared your your perspective, man, because I know a lot of people who... Because it's, it's a touchy subject, mm-hmm. mental health and family health and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate you sharing your opinion. Um, we're at an hour seven. We can keep this rolling for a little bit longer. I did want to start extending these podcasts a little further past an hour now. Let's, let's do it, man. We you can know? keep
1: it rolling. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. You do it. Let's yeah. do
0: it. You want to... We can go back. We can. Uh, we can talk about that roommate of ours.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's Yeah, oh, man, I swear to, I swear, you know, I'm not going to use his name in vain. But, you know, I, man, I won't, man, that dude, that dude, I couldn't believe it, man. Like, he still owes me 20 bucks. Oh, yeah, he owes me a 360. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah,
0: like, yeah, he owes me a 360, money, and. Bunch of fucking video games. All right, so we live with a crackhead. <laughs> Here's the thing, when he moved in, he wasn't a crackhead. Mm. This guy was a chef at chef at the restaurant I worked at. Yeah. We uh our roommate Jesse uh had just moved out, he moved back to New York. He finished school, he went back to New York, and we had an open room in our apartment. We invited this guy to come live with us. He was, you know, we met him, we hung out with him, we mm-hmm. all went to dinner. He seemed like a cool guy. That that was the craziest thing. Is he seemed like a normal fucking guy. You know, with a weird laugh. That that should have been a There's that should a, have been a warning sign. Yeah.
1: And the fact he wanted to leave the uh, the the, the AC on. Remember that? Wait, wait, wait. Talk about that. I don't remember this. You, okay. have, you have to refresh my memory. Yeah, he, um, I I guess we had a problem with the AC or, like, why was it so high? Stuff like that. Remember, it was, um, oh man, I forgot. But, uh, he. Complaining
0: that the AC is too high in South Carolina. Special character. Go yeah, on. Yeah,
1: something like that. He, because, I, I don't know, like, he, he, uh, decided to leave, like, the AC on or whatever. And, cause it was gonna save our bill or something like that. Yeah, if we left it, like, um, on auto or something like that. I forgot what it was. Man, we looked at that bill the next month. And Woo! that shit was so high. And I was
0: like. Because gonna... he kept fucking turning it on when we went to bed. Because yeah. he never fucking slept.
1: I was like, yo, yeah, exactly. I was like, yo, why is this dude doing it like, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning? Like <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I remember. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I think you know yeah. what i about to get into. <laughs> I think you know
0: what I'm about to get into. So there was a night. And this is this is kind of when we knew it, it had to go down. Um, Where it's probably. You and I hung out that night. You went to bed at about 12 a.m., mm-hmm. and after you went to bed, uh, I went back to my room, and the the place I was in, this was a weekend, and what I used to love to do, if you remember, from like midnight to 4 a.m., I would yeah. just write. Right. On week, I loved that. I right. breathed and lived for it. Right. Um. So, it's like it's like, maybe it's 2.30 in the morning, and I'm just writing, and I hear our roommate get up and go into the bathroom, and... You know, I'm sitting there, I'm typing, and the next thing I know, I hear this. <laughs> woo! <laughs> yeah. I just i like jumped because I was scared. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" I was like, "All right, it's just him. It's just my roommate being stupid." So I'm sitting there and I'm typing, and maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes goes by, and I'm just like, "You know, he hasn't come out of the bathroom ever since that thump the thump and woo." So I'm like, "Let me, let me go check on him." So I knock on the fucking door. Hey, yo, dude. Nothing. Yo, dude. Nothing. I opened this door. This fucking guy. Just to paint a picture, he's about what? 6'1", 210? Yeah, so Not there. a small dude. This yeah. dude is on the floor. Pants around his ankles. Flaccid dick on the... Yeah, I saw it. Flaccid dick <laughs> literally dripped on the fucking floor. Oh, passed out. Sweating. Pale. He was out like a light. I pick this dude up and I start like smacking him in the face I'm like dude wake up dude wake up dude wake up he's having trouble fucking breathing I start screaming for you I'm like (laughs) Daryl Daryl I can hear you you were asleep you're just like oh like, down, we have a fucking emergency. I remember you turned the corner. You see me trying to hold this half naked <laughs> grown ass man up. And well, he's there's, there's like, What the fuck happened? Oh, man. And we're like, What did you do? I'm like, I don't fucking know. So you call the fucking ambulance. Mm. He is not waking up. He's barely breathing. He's sweating, sweating, and he's mm. heavy. And then the second the EMT show up, he wakes up. Yeah, exactly. He fucking woke up the yeah. second they got there. Yeah, and he's like, "Uh, what happened?" And we're like, "Dude, you passed the fuck out for the last like forty minutes." We called an ambulance. He's like, "No, no, no, I don't want them here. Tell them to go home." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like,
1: no, you were on the fucking floor, asshole." Yeah, you you just died. You just, yeah, you were literally dead. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, hey, throw a phoenix down on him. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <Give me that. laughs> bring him back to life. That's good. That's good. That's real good. So that's just one of this many stories. It turns out this guy. The reason for him passing out and sweating and half-naked flaccid dick is he got addicted to crack. Mm-hmm. He got addicted to crack, and he started selling our shit mm-hmm. for crack money. My Xbox, gone. Those games, gone. My buddy's Wii U games, gone. I don't know if he took anything from you. but Why,
1: 20 bucks I still need. 20 bucks, <laughs> which goes a long way, yeah. mind you.
0: Um, but I fucking remember, I remember there was, there was the moment, this was before this happened, but there was a moment I knew this guy wasn't going to work out as a roommate. And it was like three o'clock in the morning and I woke up cause you came home and you're a heavy walker. Um, yeah. mostly cause you're, you know, you're a strong fella. So, you know, I, I woke up cause you, you came home and I he- I could hear you go into the kitchen. Um, oh, excuse me. This wasn't at like 3am. This was like 6am when you woke up. Oh, excuse yeah. me. I remember you opened the fridge and I hear you go my god, you gotta be fucking kidding me! <laughs> and you slam the fridge, you stomp to your room, and slam the fucking door. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? And the next day I was like, yo, Daryl, you okay? And you were just pissed off, and you're like, he ate my fucking leftovers, Nick. <laughs> he ate my fucking leftovers, Nick! <sighs> he was a uh... He was a special kind of
1: stupid. That guy. Oh man, yeah, he was uh, something else, man. Well, actually, speaking about those leftovers, um, you were getting to those, uh, you were getting to my eating, your eating habits. Yeah. Now, for guys that don't know, or actually, pretty much all of you know, um, I love to eat. Okay. Yo, you love to eat? Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, I can't say it enough. Um, I mean, well, hold on. L- let
0: me get on you. I have to paint a word picture here. Oh boy. Okay.
1: You not only love food, Daryl.
0: Food seduces you, okay? When I when we go out to dinner, I have to clear up my whole damn evening. Because not only do you love food, you savor every goddamn <laughs> bite. Like, if anyone's ever watched a YouTube video at like .5 speed, that's Daryl chewing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I asked
0: you, I'm like, dude, why do you eat so slow? And you're, you're just like, because it's going to be gone soon. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful philosophy, and people should apply it everywhere in life. But God damn it, like everyone's been there except for you, obviously. <laughs> where you finish your food before who you're eating with, and then like they're still eating, and it's like you're not hungry, but to watch them eat just makes you want to eat more. And, you, <laughs> and there's that part
1: of you that hates them.
0: So yeah. many times there, all those nights in the dining hall.
1: Oh man. God fucking damn it! Oh, I miss those. Oh man, it'd be like three,
0: four plates. Oh, at least. I remember the time you you ate over at my parents' house. And I told my parents, I was like, yo, Daryl's eating over, so make a lot of food. So they laughed because they're like, ha, 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 ha. We're Spanish and Italian. Who could eat more food than us? To their credit, I understand. Mm -hmm. But then you came over, and you had like four plates of pasta. And I remember the the next day you left, and my parents looked at me, and they were like, Nick, where does he put it? (laughs) They're like, if we ate four plates of pasta, we'd probably be in the hospital. It's just like, <laughs> you loving food is like, it's like next level. It's like, I, I know there's a story our buddy Colin loves to tell where it was men's day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Yeah, 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 men's day. And this dude has got a beautiful girl on his lap. And we knew who she was. And she was very sweet. And on his lap. And Daryl has a, a, what was, what, a hamburger in oh, one hand boy. and a hot dog bun in the other hand. This girl is all over him. But Daryl can't be distracted oh. from the food. <laughs> yes. you It's like she didn't even exist, Daryl. Oh, you were man. eating this hamburger, eating this fucking hot dog bun, that she eventually gets up and leaves, and then you had the nerve to walk around the party going, Hey, uh, has anybody seen her? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where she went. Uh, uh, what could she possibly be mad about? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah uh. <laughs> okay, bottom line, Daryl. Sex or food? Rest of your life, what do you pick? rest of my life rest of your life sex or food what's the choice
1: um i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some i'm gonna extend olive branches no more sex but that you can still masturbate no more food but you still somehow are gonna get your nutrition so you'll be fulfilled but you either have to do without the tasty meals or the women no. Or dudes, if you like dudes, I don't know. No, 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 but no, no, no. is it no more sex or no more food? What's the choice, Daryl? Make a decision. No, I, I. I had a guest who got very mad at me because I tried to make him make a decision. Don't you dare be the same. Make a decision.
1: No, I. I get got no. Nah, the, the women have to be there, man. I had to. I had to go with the women.
0: Man. You would choose the women over the food. Yeah. So let me ask you something, Daryl. Why, when you had a choice wait, of women going. or food,
1: did <laughs> you choose you know, the food? Wait, this, all right, hold on. Okay asterisk asterisk i was heavily intoxicated
0: (laughs) (laughs) so does that mean drunk daryl prefers food i mean yes you know drunk munchies or something you know what's crazy though actually drunk munchies are great drunk sex is not so maybe drunk daryl's onto something here yeah i mean and i've had drunk sex and yeah me too and it's not fucking great yeah it's just (laughs)
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, it's just like, yeah, it's just, yeah, you know? uh, yeah, But uh, but yeah, but eating food while you're drunk is like you know. <laughs> oh,
0: because if you're like solving the yeah, problem of yeah, being drunk. Yeah, it's satisfying. You know, it's it's like you have sex when you're drunk, and it's like your stomach starts turning. You're yeah, afraid you're
1: gonna puke all over her. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry to create a bad image for everybody. You ever puke
1: on a girl? No, me neither. No, oh, you know what? Oh, oh, shit speaking about that yeah man, just recently like last weekend or so um I'm standing in line for the bathroom right like, oh boy yeah and this dude out of nowhere like I'm just standing here right in the right in front of the bathroom I'm the next one on the line and this dude out on nowhere he's just like Bleh! I was like <laughs> all over my jeans and I thought I thought I evaded him just in time because I saw him and then I thought, and I moved. Wait, wait, where were you? Where were you? Where were you? Um, I was at the bar. Oh, you were out and about. Yeah, like I was at the bar, and, and I thought I evaded him just in time cause I was like, "Whoo!" And I missed that one. But then I looked down. I'm just like, "Son of a bitch, not fast enough, Daryl." Yeah, he got me, man. Gotcha. I was so pissed. Did he at was- least buy you new jeans? Hell, fucking no. He's drunk as shit. He that probably dude fed- just went away. Yeah, He probably fell down the stairs. But Yeah man Like that shit pissed me off I was like But you know It's just genes So It's
0: just genes Well Speaking of genes You left biology for psychology I think that was a great decision mm-hmm. um, I'm very proud of you And I'm for very sure. happy about Where you're moving towards And even where you are right now um, You've been a brilliant guest I'm afraid we have to wrap it up um, But I can't thank you enough for Making the trip up here uh, coming Appreciate on here, it. spreading good vibes and wisdom to all my listeners. Appreciate it. Um everybody, this is Daryl Collymore. Uh how can they find you on Instagram?
1: Uh you can find me at D underscore Seymour. And I just want to point out Go I for am it the first or the first. I am the inaugural African American guest. The um, inaugura-
0: inaugural inaugural African American guest on the Landy Lodge. Yeah.
1: Take that, LeBron. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I won't shut up and dribble.
0: <laughs> um, But again man I, I really can't thank you enough Uh, I usually uh, All my guests have been content creators Um, We spoke about that You're not there yet I know you said you're going to wait till you finish grad school But I feel yeah. like you're on such a path And you have so much to offer That I just had to bring you on here yeah, Again can't thank you enough For being on here Everybody Daryl Collymore That's D underscore Seymour Yes Okay you can find him on Instagram yeah. Right there Yes. Yeah, C-M-O-R-E C-M-O-R-E yeah. As in Collymore. Yep. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, Daryl. Thank you for being on. Thank Can't you. wait to have you on again soon. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it.
2: Absolutely.